Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. Along with my co-host Eric Raskin, I am Kieran Mulvaney and we are now just days away from one of the most highly anticipated women's boxing bouts in history as Clarissa Shields prepares to take on Christina Hammer in Atlantic City. In case you missed it, uh, or indeed, if you'd like to hear it again and again, a reminder that our pre-fight preview podcast is available on all the usual podcast channels. But we wanted to add a special edition this week. Instead of just having us mansplain our way through the week, we figured what better way to build up to this momentous matchup than by talking with two of the biggest names in women's boxing history, past and present. First up, we will be joined by Cecilia Breikus, the undisputed women's welterweight champion, who will be joining us from her home in Norway. Uh, Cecilia's been talked about in the past as a possible foe for Shields, but she also has her eyes fixed on some other big-name bouts. And in addition to asking her to break down Saturday's fight, we will, of course, ask her about those. And following that, a real treat. Uh, as big as Saturday's fight is, both Shields and Hammer have some way to go to match the attention generated at the height of her fame by Christy Martin, whose 1996 win over Deirdre Gogarty propelled her onto the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, in August 2003, she fought Layla Ali on pay-per-view, and if not for an Achilles tendon injury to her opponent, would have squared off the following year against Lucia Riker in a contest that would have made the winner the first female fighter to earn a million-dollar purse. Yet, while all this was taking place, behind closed doors... Christy was suffering years of emotional and physical abuse at the hands of her husband, who in 2012 was jailed for 25 years for trying to murder her. Uh, wow. Since then, Christy has reverted, understandably, to her maiden name, <laughs> Salters, and married Lisa Holowine, uh, whom she once beat in a fight. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the first time two <laughs> former boxing opponents have subsequently married each other. So, yes, wow. Uh, there's so much to the story of Christy Martin, and we'll touch on some of it later in the show. But before we talk to a living legend, let's bring in someone who certainly aspires to be a modern great. So Saturday's bout between Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer has been dubbed the biggest women's boxing bout of all time. But our next guest has been widely acclaimed as the number one women's boxer in the world, pound for pound. We welcome now the first lady of boxing, Cecilia Brakus. Cecilia, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys. So uh, a simple question to ask first, Cecilia, uh, not just as a fellow boxer, but as a fan. How excited are you by this matchup between Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer? I am so excited. I am so sad I can't be there live because I have a lot of uh, things I have to attend to here in Norway. So unfortunately, it was not possible for me to take the trip over but i will see it it will be in the middle of the night but i will be <laughs> watching <laughs> and i am extremely ex excited to see this fight so this is one of those middle of the night matchups that you stay up for yes absolutely <laughs> this is one of them even though in my after all these time after all these years after all fights and this is definitely one i will stay up to watch and uh, I think we um, I think there's a lot of fans over here in Europe too who will no I don't think I am sure a lot of fans in Europe here will stay up the night and watch this one 
Oh, that's great, because that kind of leads into my, my, my next question, because here in the U.S., I mean, you've been here enough to realize that we assume that if something is the biggest here, it's the biggest everywhere. Um, and so we've been calling it over here the biggest women's boxing bout of all time. But look, you fought in, among other places, Germany. And for years, you've had not just yourself, but folks like Regina Holmich, Susie Kontikian, fighting in front of huge crowds and big TV audiences. So... Even with that, you feel that globally this really is a big, a big fight. Yes. And, uh, well, there are different reasons for that. First, I have to say you are absolutely correct. We have some big fights in Europe. I, I fought before 10,000 um, uh, of my people here in Norway. We had a sold-out show uh, two times. Uh, 10,000 people and um, in Germany we had the legend Regina Halmick she also sold out 10,000 20,000 tickets and and fought uh, in front of millions of TV viewers so in Europe the scene is a little bit different mm. but the thing is America is the capital of boxing has been, have been will always be so when an American superstar comes up there, the world is watching. Mm -hmm. And the interesting here is you have an American champion, an Amer American star fighting in a European champion, a European star in Germany. And that makes this uh, a global fight. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a big fight in America and a big fight uh, abroad. Um, it's also fair to say that this fight is being looked at and promoted uh, not just as a great women's fight, but simply as a great fight, period. Uh, you know, Showtime has produced an all-access on the fight. Uh, there's been a lot of attention on social media. Are you hopeful that this is becoming more and more the case now, that, that female fights are becoming looked at more in terms solely of the quality of the matchup with less emphasis on the gender of the fighters involved? Yeah, absolutely, and I do see um, I do see see it take going that direction slowly, but I see it going that way, and I'm extremely happy to to witness this. Um, we have uh, for, because this is good for everybody. This is good for the whole scene of women's boxing, right. and um, everybody. I think everybody's just thrilled about what is happening now. Like uh, like when. Uh, the Olympics took place for the first time. I never uh, had the chance to be in the Olympics. Mm. When I was an amateur fighter, the, the door until the Olympics Games was shut with a mm. sign, no women allowed. Yeah. It took 100 years for women to be able to compete in the Olympics. So think about that. But right. when they did, this was after I became a professional fighter. I, didn't, I never had that sense, you know, oh, why didn't I get there? You know, that sense of bitterness. It was a pure joy and everybody, everyone was so excited about this, you know, just came together and celebrated that finally the women was able to participate in the Olympic Games too. And this is also the, uh, a little bit of the same uh, atmosphere, I think, because this is good for everyone. And, uh, and Showtime doing uh, what they are doing is uh, something I am pretty sure will, uh, will uh, be um, uh, the blueprints uh, in the future. And I, I hope so for other uh, big American television stations. 
you know, later on in this podcast, uh, we're speaking with Christy Martin, who certainly in this country was a huge pioneer for women's boxing. And I, I wonder, was she somebody who who you were also aware of in, in Europe and somebody you, you looked up to? You mentioned that you, there was also already, of course, the likes of Regina Holmick. But I'm wondering if, you know, Christy is really the pioneer in this country. And I'm wondering if, if she's somebody who you followed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, she was just she was too early, um, unfortunately. And uh, so she didn't catch outside the state the way Clarissa Shields are doing. But she's definitely a huge pioneer uh, for all women in in boxing and combat sports. And I'm wondering if uh, do you do you sort of hope that, you know, when your career is over or maybe even now, you'll similarly be looked upon as an inspiration, not just by the next generation of female boxers, but maybe for women generally as as a sort of signpost of this is what I can achieve in the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's everyone's dream to, to leave mm. a legacy. And for me to be um, somebody uh, named in the same category as Christy Martin, uh, Laila Ali, that would be absolutely a huge honor for me. All right, we have to take advantage of you being here, Cecilia, to to break down the matchup for us. Uh, and I'm wondering if you can <laughs> describe the strengths and weaknesses uh, of the two boxers. Um, so let, let's start with Christina Hammer. Um, she's probably the less familiar of the two to our listeners. So what can you tell us a, about her as a boxer? What, what strengths and what vulnerabilities uh, will she bring into this matchup? Well, uh, Christina is a, is a very seasoned fighter. She's been in, um, she has uh, had a good, solid career and a lot of uh, fights. She's used to uh, fighting for big crowds here in Europe. So that will not be an issue for her uh, to come over to the States. And she is, uh, she's a tall girl. She, uh, she has a, a great beach, uh, which she's using uh, very good. And she's been, I've seen the last fight, she's used that extremely well. She's also good on her feet, a little bit straight, which is typically for a lot of European fighters. Mm. Um, but um, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's just important, especially with Clarissa to just, do what she's been doing very good in the last fight, using her jab and using her advantage with the, her height. Okay, and and in terms of uh, vulnerabilities, I know that your your inclination is to say nice things about people and focus on the positive. But uh, are, <laughs> are are there and is there something that would you would that stands out to you about her or as a potential weakness for Clarissa to take advantage of? Well, it is. Um... It is two things. She doesn't like to do infights, um, mm-hmm. which um, um, at that period of time when I was also a fighter in Germany, there was a lot of uh, fighters who uh, didn't really was good at this and, and mm-hmm. didn't uh, make this uh, priority in the gym. So in doing the infight is something she definitely don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And also she keeps her a little bit high at some times and uh, that has uh, she has been punished uh, um, for that in, in previous fights so is it fair then to say that even though Clarissa has the two Olympic gold medals maybe this is oversimplifying it but is it fair to say that perhaps Christina is more of the classic boxer going into this and Clarissa is more of the fighter and that what Clarissa might want to do is change things up a little bit and turn it into a bit of a brawl. Is that fair? 
I definitely think over all the year and the style here uh, she's coming from, she is a little bit more polished, which could be uh, both bad and good because, like you say, if uh, uh, if there will come down to a brawl. Um, Christina will take that brawl, but I don't think that would be um, an advantage for her. Mm. So if you're Clarissa, is that what you would try to do as your game plan? Do you think that's her best strength is to try to make Christina uncomfortable from the very beginning, make this a fight? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, get her out of the rhythm. Just take away that jab and uh, that uh, reach uh, advantage and just... Uh, and just uh, just uh, mess up her game and um yeah i would say you know she has she needs to keep her style of course but uh, she definitely needs to get christina out of her rhythms mm. all right we're gonna put you on the spot now uh you don't necessarily have to make a, a prediction although that would be uh, great mm. if you do lean one way or the other but just sort of how, how do you see the fight unfolding what are some possible scenarios that you see once they touch gloves and the bell rings well, that's the beauty about this fight. That is what is so absolutely awesome about this fight that mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I cannot. Um, I really. Well, I, I'm predicting Christina will go out and do what she does best and keep her uh, reach and, and advantage and. And, uh, you know, um, Clarissa will not have that at all. So, um, but from then on and further, I, I, I cannot give any prediction about what will happen or who will win. And I think that is so amazing because I honestly right now think it's a 50-50. I cannot pick uh, a winner for, for, if I had a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to pick a winner. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Yeah, and it sounds like maybe what what you're saying and what you're seeing here is that this is really going to come down to who can impose their style and, and dictate what sort of fight it's going to be. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, who can take charge here and just uh, take the control uh, from uh, the first round? And, uh, and like I said, um, Christina has her way. She, she doesn't like to brawl but she she can do it if she is pushed to do it um but that would definitely be an advantage for clarissa but if she's able to take uh, take care of that advantage i i wouldn't know all right well we should enough of talking about all these other fighters let's talk about you for a little bit before we let you go um oh no i like talking about (laughs) we like talking about you too for a change Um, so look, you had a great year last year, a really good you know, sort of breakthrough year on this side of the Atlantic, uh, two fights on HBO, of course. Um, you've had a chance to rest up a little bit after a very big year, and there have been some news items about the possibilities of what may, may lie ahead and the possibilities that you may have some major fights coming up. Um, Katie Taylor, of course, has been mentioned, um, and of course, Chris Cyborg is constantly being talked about. She's shown up for a couple of your fights now and expressed interest. What can you tell us about what might be on the cards? And, and when do you think you might be able to make an announcement about what is next for you? Yeah, like you say, uh, last year was extremely hectic. We were 
we were working around the clock and uh, that was also what was needed for me to get this to get in the position where I am now, we have a great um, leverage from uh, last year. We we did a great job and can sit back now and uh, and um, look at the possibilities. And I, well, I honestly, I've just been out of boxing for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. now, totally just relaxing and mm-hmm. working on some other projects I have going on in Norway. And suddenly I'm, you know, this, all these um, messages are ticking in. You know, Katie Taylor is calling me out. Chris Cyborg is calling me out. So I found it necessary then to send out a press release, which mm. I am where I am saying that we are, we are ready. We are willing. It's just up to them now, okay. and uh, that's pretty much where we stand. I think I will, um, I will start um, my training again over in the States, I guess, uh, May, June. And uh, I also have my, uh, my my team over there uh, with Tom Loeffler right now negotiating on uh, different um, um, different scenes that, that could uh, that could unveil uh, in the uh, after the summer, I will be I, I, I expect to be back in the ring. So it sounds like kind of ideally July, August, September, somewhere in there would be ideal for you to get back in the ring? Yeah, I have no rush right now. I just mm. want to get back in a great shape and mm. I want to have a big fight and I want that to be over at the States. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, but like I said, I'm just right now I'm having a, I'm, I'm home. I'm having a great time with family and friends, relaxing and just building up. Uh, you know the the um, the thirst to get back in the ring, and uh, it's just it's getting there. It's getting back now. Right. Okay. Well, whenever it happens, and whoever it's against, uh, we we very much look forward to uh, seeing you back in the ring. Uh, but for now, just uh, thanks so much, Cecilia, for for taking the time and sharing your analysis uh, with our listeners. Um, and uh, I guess uh, on both sides of the of the ocean, uh, we're all looking forward to uh, this big showdown between uh, Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer. Oh yeah, absolutely. There will be a lot of um, both uh, in America, like say here over here in Europe. There will be a lot of people waiting up in the middle of the night to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Cecilia. Okay, thank you so much. All right, this weekend not only marks one of the most highly anticipated women's bouts in history, it also marks 23 years, almost to the very day, since our next guest set an immensely high bar, not just for women boxers, but all boxers, by appearing on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Her name is Christy Salters, but you know her better as the coal miner's daughter, the legendary Christy Martin, and it is a genuine honor to be able to welcome her to the Showtime Boxing Podcast. Christy, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. And um, thank you for reminding me that it's been 23 years since the cover <laughs> of Sports Illustrated. I, I've been so busy with um, trying to become a promoter that I had not realized that that, that anniversary was rolling up on me. <laughs> yep. Yep. T- time certainly flies, and we will. We do want to ask you some questions uh, in a bit about uh, being a promoter and all of that. But first, going back to um, that time in your life, uh, you know, when you were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, 
there was a lot going on uh, in your life that the rest of us knew nothing about until afterward. But when you look back on that period, on being on the cover of SI, on being on Showtime, are you able to look back on all of that positively? Um, you know, I, I look back at my career and my professional life very positively. I feel like I was in, in the right place at the right time. I was given a great opportunity by Don King, and uh, I was able to fight on some of the biggest pay-per-view cards and biggest shows, period, during my, my time, um, fighting under Mike Tyson, Julio Cesar Chavez, Trinidad. You know, I, I was just actually explaining to some young guys at, at a gym that uh, I fought on the same car with Roberto Duran and Tommy Hearns. They're like, oh, my goodness, those, those guys are legends. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was so fortunate that I came, uh, I came along when I did. And, and I do think that I, I was given a wonderful opportunity, but I was ready to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, and you certainly did uh, in that particular fight in 1996 that, uh, that, that sort of launched you to the next level and put you on the cover of SI. When you look back at that magazine cover now, what, what thoughts go through your mind? It's still, I look at it and, and still shake my head, and, and it's so unbelievable that I was actually on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I, I don't know all these years later if it really, if it sinks in that, that that's me and that I, I had that spotlight for that moment. And to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in those days, that was that was really an accomplishment. So it, it's exciting, and, and, you know, it's fun to sit back and, and reflect and, and think about the people that I met during those times, the fights that I fought on, and um, the opportunities that, that I had. And, and just, it was a very exciting. I mean, I, you have to remember, I'm, I'm a coal miner's daughter. I'm from a town of 500 people. So to be on a, a show with Don King and uh, to be fighting in Las Vegas at Madison Square Garden and those things, it, it's really remarkable and, and unbelievable, actually. Yeah, I mean, today, female boxers, uh, especially in, in the U.S., they're able to look back at what you did and take inspiration from it. There's a precedent for female fighters being successful crossover stars, and she's called Christy Martin. But you didn't have that. I, I'm wondering, was there anybody that you were able to draw inspiration from, anyone you aspired to emulate, or did you just find you were just forging your own path? You know, I, I caught a lot of shit for it, but I felt like I was just forging my own path and I was mm. doing my own thing. And, and at the time, I felt like I had to promote me and I had to, to really work on me. It was clear to everybody that I was a woman fighter, so I, I didn't feel like I needed to wave the banner that, oh, look at me, I'm a woman fighter and I'm special and I need special treatment. I just wanted to, I wanted to fit into the world of boxing and I wanted people to walk away from the event saying, wow, she's a good fighter, not right. she's a good woman fighter. I right. want them to look at me as a good fighter. So when you first began to box, to a lot of people, this whole idea of women's boxing didn't even exist before you came along. What kind of reaction were you getting when you first broke in? Was there encouragement? Was there a lot of condescension <laughs> and pushback, a little bit of both? Absolutely. I'm going to say it was about, 5% encouragement, 95% pushback. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, you know, the and it really wasn't so much from the, the male fighters. It was more from the male managers, trainers, mm. um, other promoters, you know, they, that had plenty of negative to say. But the more negative they said, the harder I worked, and I felt like I had to be more entertaining than anybody on the show. I had to punch from bill to bill. 
every every second had to be exciting. And I know that everybody was looking for me to screw up and do something wrong and, and throw a punch wrong, you know, not twist, not not move, not slip. Um, but all fighters make those mistakes. So, I, you know, I, I uh, but I felt like I needed to be uh, perfect, which I was far from a perfect fighter. I, I, um, I, I was a warrior. You know, I just I was willing to go in there and take a couple to, to land my one. Um, and that's what I think really brought the fans to me. Definitely. I mean, you mentioned some of the great cards that you were a part of, and I'm wondering if there was any particular moment where you suddenly caught yourself and thought, wow, look where I am. I've really made it. Every, every, every ring walk, um, uh-huh. after being signed by Don King, it was just an experience. My first fight with Don King was at actually the first show that happened at the MGM Grand in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, just to make that ring walk and you're, you're like, Oh my goodness, I, I can't believe I I've made it. I can't believe I'm getting this opportunity. Um, it's just, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and I was so grateful and I am so grateful that, um, I was given the opportunity to, to show my skills and, um, now to use boxing to continue to recover and, and use it as a springboard, uh, for my domestic violence campaign. Um, women's boxing has certainly progressed since, since your prime, uh, it's continued to come along and, do you feel as if women's boxing is now more firmly established and being taken more seriously, that it's a more entrenched part of the boxing landscape now? I honestly think that um, during the 90s, we had more more fighters, more competitive fights. It's a shame that the networks, the promoters, didn't um, give the same opportunities to some of the fighters that were fighting in those times. Hmm. Um to me, right now, today, the um, the pool of women fighters is, is so shallow, and mm. it's it's like you know we have Katie Taylor and we have Clarissa Shields and and Hammer and and, and then the rest. You know, there's a few others, um, Kaylee Reese, the, you know, Heather Hardy. There's very few that are getting TV exposure, um, getting great opportunities. So, you know, but the Olympics. The, the, you know, boxing and the amateurs definitely, I, I think, helped. Mm-hmm. And it has helped the talent and the experience, um, the skills that, that women fighters have. Um, it's made trainers realize that there's money to be made in the women's boxing as well. And, and let's face it, that's basically what most of the <laughs> trainers are about. I mean, you know, they're, even the amateur trainers, they're, they're, they're training those guys to be pros someday so they can make some money. Um, so it, it, it's still, uh, I, 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 it's still a battle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's there yet, but, um, hopefully it keeps creeping forward. Obviously you mentioned both Claressa Shields and Christina Hammer, and, and that is the, what we're focusing on. And I'm curious as you look, as we look ahead to this Saturday, how much, if at all, you've been following the careers of, of either of these and, and how much you're looking forward to the fight. And do you have any thoughts about how it might go? I I haven't seen uh, Hammer fight uh, again because of the lack of TV exposure. Uh, I've seen Clarissa a couple times. I I think it's going to be a tough fight. I think it's a tough fight for Shields. I think she deserves credit for taking a fight. That's that's a real fight, a legitimate mm-hmm. fight. She's the name. She doesn't uh, probably have to take those fights, but to get con- to continue to get TV exposure, 
uh, real dollars behind her, she's going to have to fight real fighters. And, and that's what she's doing. So I, I applaud her for doing that. Uh, the same with Hammer. She's coming to, uh, to Clarissa's country to, to challenge her. So I, I anticipate it's going to be a, gr- a really good fight. I, um, I think it's a, a tough matchup for Clarissa Shields. Um, so it'll, it'll be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And the, the fight is considered, in some ways, the biggest fight in women's boxing history uh, with two undefeated champions meeting in their primes. That said, when it comes to combined name value, it's really hard to top Christy Martin versus Layla Ali in 2003. <laughs> um, the problem with that fight was you weren't quite in your prime anymore, and you were certainly undersized by about two weight classes. Looking back, what are your memories of that fight and, and any regrets about taking that fight with Layla Ali? No regrets. Um, no regrets. I, I was very, very confident, um, arrogant, you could probably say. I uh, <laughs> thought that she had never been hit as hard as I would hit her. Um, but she hit me first, and I was not able to recover. She hit me early in the fight on the top of my head um, on the first round, actually. And I was I was never able to to regain my balance, and my equilibrium was off, and, and I just I wasn't able to, to keep her off of me. She's, she's a very big girl. I had... I really didn't realize how big she would be by the time we got to the to the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, no regrets. Uh, I, I think it was it was yeah it was it was a great event for boxing as a whole. Do I think that Shields Hammer uh, comes close to it? No. <laughs> I mean, we did very well on pay per view. Um, I, I think Shields Hammer is a uh, is, is a good competitive fight, and it's it, it, as you said, it's two champions undefeated facing each other. But, um, to me, when I fought Layla, it was two, it was two well-known fighters facing each other. Right. For all that the fights you'd been in up until that point, it was of such a magnitude, that fight with Layla Ali. Did you have any kind of nerves for that one that exceeded your other fights? And, and could the moment get to a fighter like Shields or Hammer? Do you think this is a bigger stage than either of them have ever fought on before? Right. I um, you know, I was fortunate because I had fought on so many huge cards that the moment did not overwhelm me. Um, I was good. I was ready mentally, physically. I was ready. I just got caught. With Shields and Hammer, I think there's a lot of pressure when you're the main event. There's a lot of pressure when when everybody, you feel like everybody's watching you. Um, mm. So it, it will be interesting to see if, if maybe that pressure cracks one of, one of the other fighters. Um, and we'll probably be able to see that, like the final press conference. You'll see how you know they how they react to each other, how they react to the the questions of the reporters, um, even at the weigh-in. You know, maybe somebody misses weight. So, so some of that is, is is all about dealing with the pressure of uh, of a big fight. Um, so you've been retired for several years now from actually boxing, but you're still active in and around the sport. Uh, as you noted at the top of the interview, uh, you have your own boxing promotional company. You've put on about a dozen shows since 2016. They're small shows so far, and you're involved in every aspect of them, from what I understand, down to setting up the seating and helping set up the ring. How are you finding that experience? Is it fun? Is it stressful? Is it fun and stressful? <laughs> I guess it's fun and stressful, but I'm going to definitely say this. I would much rather be the fighter than the promoter. Um, (laughs) You know, being the fighter, you're in the ring, it's in your hands, and you're guaranteed a payday at the end of the night. Uh, Being the promoter, 
anything and everything does usually fall apart and you're guaranteed <laughs> nothing at the end of the night. Um, you, you know, the chances are good that you may be losing at the end of the night, um, losing money. So, um, you know, but I, but I'm, it's fun. I actually just left the gym in, um, in Gainesville, Florida, watching some, some young talented fighters spar. And it, it, that's what I, I really love to do. I love to be in the gym. I want to see the guys. I, I enjoy ma- making the matches and, um, much more than being the one that's doing the business side of it. But <laughs> unfortunately right now, because I am small, I, I kind of, I kind of have my hands in, in all of it. And, and as you said, we're, you know, setting up chairs on the day of the fight and um, writing the checks at the end of the night. <laughs> um, and I know that that's only still a part of your life, and you already alluded to this. For obvious reasons, uh, an aspect of your life that's extremely important to you is helping victims of, of domestic abuse. And I'm wondering if you can share with us some of the work that you're doing and, and you know, some ways, and I believe you're using some of your boxing promotional shows to help highlight the issue of domestic abuse as well. Absolutely. Um, Christie's Champs is my nonprofit, and um, I, I feel 100%, you know, if people don't know that my ex-husband shot me, stabbed me, cut me up, left me for dead back in 2010, and uh, by the grace of God, I was able to uh, to get up and get out of there. Uh, he, God left me here for a reason, and that reason, I think, is to share my story and, and to talk about domestic violence and, and just try to improve the awareness. Uh, so many people think that it's all about bruises and, and, and it's not. It's, domestic violence comes in all forms of control and manipulation. And it, it's, the control is, is amazing how people can just weed, weed friends out of your life and your family out of your life and just convince you that they are the only person that can be your savior. And, and that is domestic violence as well. So, you know, that's what, I, that's what we do. We just try to use the boxing uh, platform as as a way to get domestic violence awareness out there and i i promote up in north carolina i have a couple domestic violence shelters on board with me so actually cinco de mayo we're doing a big event up there um we're always doing something and and i'll also be doing something here in jacksonville florida for my promotion that will will help um with the domestic violence shelter here in this area it's great that you can take something that was so harrowing that you experienced and and turn it into something positive uh, in this way. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned the things that you went through. I mean, every aspect of, of your life story is remarkable, really. And it feels like it should be a movie. Uh, and I've read that there have been talks about making it into a movie. Uh, there have been reports of Amy Schumer possibly being attached to it. Where does all that stand right now? Yes, that's uh, that's the word. The, uh, the contract has been signed, and um, we'll, we'll see. You know, as it moves forward, I, I tell you what, Hollywood and that movie stuff is is as hard or harder to make than a big fight. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll see. You know, uh, hopefully it happens. I'm also doing some stuff with Netflix. Uh, we'll be doing a documentary soon hmm. that that will start uh, filming in the next few weeks, and. Um, I'm, I'm working on a piece with ESPN. So there, there's going to be a lot of things out there that, that really focus on the domestic violence and, and the things that happened in my life behind the scenes. In front of the camera, you know, I always tried to smile. And um, even when I was being a little bit of an arrogant ass, I tried <laughs> to uh, make people laugh, you know, and, and um, make everybody think life was good. And, and behind the scenes, life was hell. So I, I just want to, if we can help one person, uh, then I feel I've, I've done my job. 
Christy, you have been a pioneer in women's boxing and you're a real inspiration with the work that you're continuing to do on behalf of others and on behalf of victims of domestic violence. And it's an honor to have had you on the podcast. And thank you very much for putting some time aside to talk to us and all the very best of luck with everything in the future. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. Okay, that will do it for this very special edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. Don't forget to check out All Access, Shields versus Hammer, Showtime's behind-the-scenes look at both camps' preparation for this contest. And both episodes of that are available on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel and the Showtime Boxing Facebook page. That's also where you can find my interview with both Shields and Hammer, which was interesting and occasionally feisty. And if you still want more digital content on Friday, Eric and I will be in Atlantic City alongside Brian Campbell to host the live stream of the weigh-in for Saturday's card. And all of that, of course, leads up to the moment we've all been waiting for. Clarissa Shields versus Christina Hammer for the undisputed women's middleweight championship of the world live on Showtime at 9 p.m. on Saturday, April 13th. Uh, We will be back next week to look back on that fight and the rest of the boxing news from around the world. Until then... Thanks for listening.